1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Got some great video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 174. What do we got for you this episode? We have our post-free agency, at least post first couple weeks of free agency. Who's pumped? Who's pissed? Who's perplexed? Checking in on all the fan bases across the league, that's always fun. I have lots of Rams news and notes, and I'm also going to share the results of my 18th mock draft. Yeah, that's right, my 18th mock draft. My strategy for this mock draft, as shared on the YouTube channel, is trying to draft guys the Rams have had pre-draft meetings with. We'll see how that went. And at the end of this episode, I will share a couple of more snippets from Payo Times live stream that I joined last week taking questions about Tutu Atwell, Ben Skowronik, and the Rams free agency strategy. Is there a strategy? Well, sort of. Touch on a few things before we get rolling here. Kevin Demoff sending a letter to season ticket holders. That letter, by the way, I shared on our website. Go to RamsUp.com. Click on the blog and you'll find it there. And I have to say, I give them credit for addressing what Ram fans are starting to see, this new strategy they have adopted in what's really a new world, a world that we saw coming, we should have seen coming down the pipe a couple of years ago, and that time has arrived. The Rams withdrawing, basically, from big contracts, restructuring, signing free agents, and trying to build with young players in the draft this year for sure, and to some degree next year, but they will have more money next year. They'll probably make a run at more free agents next season. I would certainly hope so. But Demoff, kind of echoing what I think is becoming more and more evident. They have to go with this new strategy to get things straightened out in their house cap-wise but also saying, hey, we fully expect to compete for a playoff spot this year. Now, if the Rams were resigned to going 5-12 and 12 again, would they come out and say that? No, of course not. But still, I think Demoff is being honest. That's kind of how I feel about this team. We have to go about it completely differently this year, but we still think we're going to have a good enough team with the core players we have to be relevant and potentially earn a playoff spot. And I agree with that. So kudos to Demoff for at least addressing it. They kind of had no choice. So much negative commentary swirling around this team. Rams leadership finally deciding that, hey, we just need to address this head-on publicly with our fans. And by the way, not only do I have Demoff's letter on our website, I also have a list of the prospects the Rams have met with prior to the draft, so you can check that out again. Go to ramsup.com and click on the blog. Some Rams player news. Jacob Harris will not be back with the Rams next year. Fourth round draft pick. He was drafted on his athletic ability. He was always banged up, though. Thought he might be a good red zone target, but it just never happened for Harris. David Edwards signs with the Bills. So we're down to two Wisconsin offensive linemen, Brass and Havenstein. There's a chance we will draft one now, and we'll be back up to three Wisconsin offensive linemen. Bobby Wagner signs with the Seahawks' one-year contract. Kind of saw that coming. Let's talk mock drafts real briefly here. Chad Reuter of NFL.com posted his four-round mock draft. He had the Rams drafting an edge rusher with that first pick. Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame. Remember, he's the one that went to Concord De La Salle, the high school football powerhouse in Northern California. But he had the Rams making that pick after trading with the Seahawks. Seahawks moving up one spot to draft Keon White and the Rams drafting Isaiah Foskey. I assume he had the Rams picking up a later pick, but I wouldn't see the Rams trading with the Seahawks at that spot. In those two third round picks, he had the Rams taking cornerback Julius Brentz out of Kansas State, big talented cornerback. I like that pick. The next third round pick, though, a safety, Sidney Brown out of Illinois. I don't see that happening. I would expect the Rams to go safety much later in the draft. I think a lot of these analysts that don't specialize in a particular team see the Rams losing Nick Scott and potentially Taylor Rapp and assume the cupboard is bare at that position not realizing Jordan Fuller is coming back, and that the Rams drafted two safeties last year, two safeties that actually look pretty promising. That's how Reuters saw it. I'm not going to go through my entire 18th mock draft. I posted it on YouTube. You can follow along as I make those selections. But a few highlights. I was able to draft Will McDonald, a guy the Rams have met with, as well as Jaron Hall, the quarterback they have met with, And Jake Bobo, the wide receiver, another player the Rams have met with. So three of the 11 players were guys the Rams have met with, and that was the goal going in to maximize that list as much as possible. Also grabbed at D.J. Turner, the cornerback, Joe Tipman, the interior offensive lineman, Chris Rodriguez, the big running back out of Kentucky, among others. So check out that mock draft if you'd like. Follow along as I make those picks. Now, someone posted this on Twitter, and it highlights the shortage of talent at quarterbacks in the NFC. This is the ranking of NFC quarterbacks by playoff wins, and some people say quarterback wins is not a stat. I beg to differ. Stafford leads the way with four, and then we have four guys with two playoff wins. Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, and Dak Prescott. Three guys with one, Daniel Jones... Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield, and a bunch of guys with zero. So Stafford, twice as many as any other NFC quarterback. Of course, he's been around longer. But one little pet peeve about this list, Jared Goff does not get credit for that win at Seattle when he took over very early for John Wolford. I would argue Jared Goff should have three wins. And by the way, we are introducing a new feature Send us a voicemail with a question, and we will answer it on the podcast. We will air your voice, your question, and try to respond to it. This is how it works. Go to our website, ramsup.com. Select Contact from the menu bar, and then on the bottom right, select the microphone. It'll prompt you for an email address and name. You don't even need to fill those out. I'm not trying to build a mailing list or give me a fake email address. I don't care. Ask your question and send it, and I will try to respond to it in one of the upcoming podcasts. And I'll get out of this opening segment with a shout-out to San Diego State. Their basketball team heading to the Final Four. What an incredible game against Creighton. One of those ugly games, but that's what the Aztecs like to do, I guess. And they pulled it out. Crazy ending. Man, lots of fun. UCLA, on the other hand, could not get it done in the round of 16 against Gonzaga, playing shorthand at two missing starters, and it still took Gonzaga's last second shot to beat them. But shout out to the Bruins, too. You can't be disappointed in how this season ended up for them. You can't turn injuries off in March Madness, unfortunately. Next up, our Who's Pumped, Who's Pissed, Who's Perplexed segment. And we'll come back after that with two more snippets from Payo Time's live stream a couple of weeks ago. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway and the action is just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boost all tournament long. Still riding with UCLA Amari Bailey. Getting it done. He is the Bruins ace in the hole. And I love the way San Diego State plays defense. Both these teams play really good defense. Pulling for them to advance. And that's where I'm putting my money to. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TPPN. Right now, new customers can bet $500 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. With a couple of weeks of free agency behind us, I thought it would be a good time to offer up another edition of our Who's Pumped, Who's Pissed, Who's Perplexed, taking the pulse of fan bases across the NFL. And you know, this time of year, there aren't a lot of fan bases that are pissed. I don't have any to offer up for you, but I got a bunch of fan bases that are pumped and several that are perplexed. The first fan base that I think is probably a little bit pumped is the Seattle Seahawks. They retain Geno Smith. They have to feel good about that, even though I'm not convinced he's the answer there long-term. But hey, he did have a great year. And furthermore, the Seahawks have those two first-round picks to further replenish that roster. Probably going to go offensive line and defensive line maybe offensive line in a pass rush or something like that. They're in really good shape. The Cincinnati Bengals have to be pumped. This is a team that suddenly is a perennial contender because of that quarterback there, but they convince Orlando Brown of the Chiefs to come over to their side. Those are two of the top teams in the AFC, and the Bengals now have perhaps the best left tackle in the game. So Bengals fans have to feel good about that. And the Carolina Panther fan base, they're thrilled just having that first pick, the quarterback of their choice. I'm starting to think it's going to be C.J. Stroud. But, hey, anytime you have the first pick in the draft and you need a quarterback, your fan base is going to be pumped. They're probably a little bit worried that their leadership is going to blow it like so many teams do, but for now, they are pumped. The Jets fan base has to be pumped. They bring on McCole Hardman and Alan Lazard and probably Aaron Rodgers. They seem to be stacking this wide receiver group to Aaron Rodgers' liking. And I think it's only a matter of time that that happens. The Dolphins fan base is pumped. They're a pretty darn good team. And now they add Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, they got to be stoked. And the Dallas Cowboys fan base, it doesn't take much for them to get pumped. They're always pumped. They could be 2-15. and and the Cowboy fan base thinks they're going to the Super Bowl. But bringing on Brandon Cooks, that's a big addition for them, so they're pumped about that. And the Buffalo Bills fan base has to be pumped just for the sole reason of keeping Jordan Poyer the safety. He's a key player on that defense. This Bills team has disappointed since that Thursday night win over the Rams. They needed to keep Poyer. And Probably the most pumped fan base of all, the Detroit Lions fan base. You know, suddenly, or really not so suddenly, this has been building, the Detroit Lions are the favorite to win that division, and they should be. They came into free agency with one really big need, and that was a secondary, and they added Cameron Sutton, a really good cornerback, and Emmanuel Mosley, who's a bit of a risk, he's coming back from an ACL surgery, And then they add one of the better safeties in the league, C.J. Gardner-Johnson from the Eagles. You know, the Lions are on the right track. With Jared Goff at quarterback, yes, it's true. They are the favorite to win this division. I don't know who's going to beat them. Lions are looking awfully strong. Now, the Lions lost Jamal Williams, a very good running back to the Saints, but they also added David Montgomery, who I've always liked. Now let's jump over to the perplexed fan bases. I'm going to start with the Rams fan base. Now, Kevin Demoff's letter aside, I think Rams fans are still really perplexed. At least a lot of them are really confused. We really should be starting to have some clarity here what this Rams team is doing. The question is, how competitive are they going to be? What is this roster going to look like? I saw the Rams 29th in the power rankings right now. And my first thought was, well, that's silly. But if you look at what their defense looks like today, this morning, it's not a pretty picture. But that's going to change. We're going to add three or four potential starters on defense in the draft. At least I hope we do. Or through late free agency after June 1st. So the Rams are one of the more difficult teams to assess right now because their roster is in the process of being turned over on the defensive side especially. And we don't know what it's going to look like come September, but we do know it's going to have number 99 in the middle there, Aaron Donald. So we have to be happy with that. That's a good building block, isn't it? But nonetheless, Rams Nation, at least a good segment of it right now, is thoroughly perplexed. And I was going to put the Niners in the pumped category, adding Javon Hargrave. That's a big addition. But that quarterback situation, and then we hear that They reached out to Ben Roethlisberger late in the year to come on board. How do the Niners really feel about their quarterbacks, even Brock Purdy? NFL teams have a book on Brock Purdy now and have an offseason to prepare for a 49er offense ran by Brock Purdy. So there has to be a little bit of concern in the Niners' front office about their quarterback situation still, and that's got to trickle down to the fan base. The rest of these perplexed fan bases, it directly relates to their quarterback, the Green Bay Packers, perplexed about being led by Jordan Love. I mean, you know, they've had two quarterbacks for like a century, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and now Jordan Love, is he up to the task? They have to be a little concerned. The Baltimore Ravens, the Lamar Jackson saga, Jackson has been the face of that Ravens offense for years, and those two better get it together. Ravens fans have to be hoping that these two come to terms. And Lamar Jackson comes back to the Ravens, a happy quarterback and a well-paid quarterback. A little bit of consternation among Ravens fans, I'm sure. And, you know, New Orleans Saints fans, are they pumped to have Derek Carr as their new quarterback? I kind of doubt it. I think they're more in the perplexed camp. There's something about Derek Carr. I think he's a really talented quarterback, but I just don't think he's the guy to get it done long-term or in the playoffs. Just don't see it. Super talented, but there's something not quite right about a team led by Derek Carr. And that's just my opinion. Derek Carr back there leading my team would not give me a lot of confidence in my team's ability to win in the playoffs. They might get there. It's a weak division. But don't see much happening beyond that for the New Orleans Saints. And I think Saints fans probably realize that. They may be a little bit in denial. Haven't talked to any Saints fans. Maybe they're thrilled about having Derek Carr around. But hmm, I'm going to have to reach out to some Saints fans and find out how they do feel about that. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan base, how would you feel about going from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield? And again, I really appreciated what Baker Mayfield did for the Rams last year. I think Baker Mayfield has the potential to be the best backup quarterback in the NFL, but I don't think he's the answer. I think Bucks fans and Bucks leadership realize he's not the answer, but they had to grab a quarterback to carry them over one year, and that's going to be Baker Mayfield. I assume he'll win that starting job anyways. But Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans probably feel they're moving into a new age, a post-Tom Brady age. Are they a playoff team? I mean, they still got a really good defense, and they still have Mike Evans and some weapons. But I don't know. I think they're on the downswing. And the last fan base that has to be perplexed, Raiders and Jimmy G. And this is very similar to the Saints and Derek Carr situation. Raiders fans are probably going to be optimistic. They probably think Jimmy G is going to take them to three straight Super Bowls. But if they're being honest with you, they have to be a little bit perplexed. Are we really rolling with Jimmy G? Is that an improvement over Derek Carr? I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure I'd really be happy with either one of them. Jimmy G is probably just a placeholder, as is Baker Mayfield with the Bucks. Raiders fans, they're going to tell you they're pumped. But again, if they're being totally honest, they have to be a little perplexed or a little bit concerned about their prospects for this year until they find their next quarterback, which could be in this year's draft, actually. So that's my latest edition of who's pumped, who's pissed, who's perplexed. I don't have any fan bases that are outright pissed. Although some of you Ram fans might be, I think most of us are just a little perplexed. And you know what? I'm not even perplexed. I'm not pumped, pissed, or perplexed about the state of the Rams. I'm embracing it. A major tweaking of this roster, especially on the defensive side. For right now, I'm rolling with it. Kevin Demoff nailed it in his letter. That's what the Rams are doing. Still got a lot of talent on this roster, but there's plenty of time for to move me into the pissed or pumped category by the time opening day rolls around. Let's wrap things up with a couple more snippets from Peo Times live stream, taking questions about Tutu Atwell, Ben Skoranek, and kind of an open-ended question about free agency as it pertains to the Rams.
0: Uh, I, I would love to know your thoughts on uh, our two wide receivers that are going into their third year now. Um, ben Skoranek, who we drafted in the seventh round, and Tutu Atwell, how we drafted, who we drafted in the second round. Now, I I am on record saying uh, when in Ben Skaronic's rookie year. I was really uncomfortable whenever we threw him the ball. I know he had one really big uh, fourth down conversion catch against the Ravens. Uh, but uh, even throughout the playoffs, there wasn't many times where I was like, oh, make sure to get Skoranek involved. However, <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that sentence has never been said.
0: No, no, no. But but that being said, like he was a very important player for the Rams last year when Cooper Cup went down, and and you saw you know Baker Mayfield slinging it to Skronik, uh, you know for you know to down there, and and Van Jefferson catches the touchdown to win the game. But uh, and, and we'll, we'll talk about the Rams wide receiving core as a whole. But could we start off? What are your thoughts on Tutu and Skronik?
1: Well, you know Tutu obviously he was overdrafted at this point we can say that he was he was drafted too high uh hindsight's 2020 yeah. um everybody went at creed Humphrey. and high hindsight yeah the rams blew it there uh, that being said i i kind of you know i don't know what goes on on the practice fields and in the study halls that they have but it's it's really frustrating that they didn't really even give to to a shot hardly right Very few snaps, uh, very few targets, started to pick up last year. And maybe something's going on that we don't know about. Maybe they weren't comfortable with him learning the playbook. Uh, Who knows? But once he started getting some targets on a regular basis, you know, it, it looked like, hey, this is the type of guy that, you know, that's what the Rams have needed, I think, someone that can stretch the field a little bit. Uh, everybody's just stuffing our running game. They have no concern about you know our passing game, especially last year with the offensive line issues. And, and, you know that that the offensive line problems we had last year changes everything, right? You know you you know you can't bang the Rams on not throwing the deep ball when you know Stafford has you know one and a half seconds to get rid of it. So. Yeah, but but back to two two. You know, I I still am hopeful. Again, I'm the eternal optimist. I just hope they do a better job of getting him involved. Um, you know, and he's a guy that can't really help in, in the blocking game from the wide receiver receiver position. So that's that hurts his cause. But uh, you know, he was overdrafted. But I still think he you know could be an impactful player. Skaronic is, I think some people overlook maybe his contributions and other facets, special teams and blocking. Uh, But, you know, if he's your fifth wide receiver, I'm okay with that. You know, Um, you know, he, he, he's getting better. I think uh, he obviously made it, you know, his hands are getting better. You know, he had some drops drops early on, but uh, he's, I don't know. Uh, if he's your fifth guy, I- I'm comfortable with that. You can always, is there room for improvement? Sure. Could we find a, a fifth or sixth round wide receiver that might take his job possibly, but we'll see. Well, and, and it's interesting. Uh, I,
0: I, I wouldn't be a Rams content creator if we're talking about Rams wide receivers. And I didn't mention, I'm really curious to see what happens with Lance McCutcheon year two. I mean, we, we, we saw a little bit of the hype. Last preseason, we didn't see. I think he only had two catches in the year.
1: I think. Yeah, yeah. It's that's another point of frustration, you know. And the Rams are notorious for this of like really bringing a guy, bringing guys along slowly, and you know, there's they know what they're doing. But last year, I don't know why we weren't seeing Kyron Williams and Lance McCutcheon more uh, on the field, more and getting more touches. Um, uh, it just really confused me. Uh, again, they know what they're doing. There's reasons maybe we're, we're unaware of, but uh, yeah, Lance looked like in preseason, he certainly looked like an NFL receiver.
0: Definitely, definitely. So I'm, I'm hoping year two, he makes a jump, right? Because he's yeah. got the physical attributes to be a great wide receiver.
1: Yeah, and if with Allen Robinson potentially moving on, I haven't heard yeah. anything on that front. I last I heard was he'd been given permission to look for a trade. I don't know how that works. You don't know how how you tell a player and his agent to go look for a trade, but apparently that's yeah. ongoing. Well, and I I've, I've heard nothing from a credible
0: source but just pure speculative rumors uh, that potentially the Colts or the Panthers might be uh, interested in in his services Um, but again nothing from a credible source in that regards but I could see those teams showing some interest in having a veteran wide receiver Mark we we haven't talked on it we know we've talked about the draft we've talked about so much here what are you hoping the Rams do via free agency are you one of the Ram fans that are hoping they make some moves, maybe sign a veteran quarterback, sign some more veterans to help out on defense, or are you content of them just solely focusing on draft and development?
1: I think uh, at this point, the way they've already moved through free agency, I think the only path for them is free agency-wise Is to find some, um, you know, later in the free agency season, you know, maybe even after the draft, maybe even after June one cuts, find a few veterans to bring in uh, to to fill a couple of holes that remain after the draft. That's what I'd expect them to do. I don't want them at this point. I don't want them restructuring contracts to bring in two or three free agents. I'd rather they just because that restructuring is going to hurt them down the road, right? If this is the path they're going to go, let's let's continue to take it on the chin this year. Find a way to put together, put out, put a decent product on the field, uh, so we have at least a shot at the playoffs this year, and, and then continue that focus on next year. I think that's where, what they're going to do, and at this point, I'm behind that plan. Yep.
0: No that's fair that's fair and and especially like I think right now we're projected to have around 61 million in cap space next year and if they mm-hmm. are able to trade Robinson uh that can potentially uh, you know increase to 70 to 80 million depending on what the Rams mm-hmm. do uh you know with you know, in house essentially. Um, and, you know, they made the big move with uh, note boom restructuring his contract, which does not get talked about enough, but I'm really, I was really happy to see note boom do that when yeah. he didn't have to. And I know, I know he's not happy with how last year went um, obviously the injury and, and, and I don't think he was really happy with his play leading up to. And so I, he's someone that I'm cheering on and I, I hope he, he can get right this off season.
1: Yeah, hopefully he's the answer at left tackle. We haven't talked a lot about offensive line. Yeah, I think I think so, they're I think they're in okay shape, um, but we're we really counting on Noteboom to come through for us.
0: Well, and and I I was talking to a few Ram fans that they would they would like to see Aleric Jackson go to left tackle and right. shift Noteboom to the inside at left guard. What do you think of that?
1: Well, that's what I was originally thinking as well. I I don't know if you guys saw Aleric Jackson on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a month ago, he actually wrote basically an op-ed. Yeah, it's, <laughs> on, re- it, on, it's rare to see an offensive lineman do that. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and and, and uh, it was kind of refreshing. Is that the right word? But he was calling his teammates out. Um, and then there's a writer that I kind of like. Uh, he's on Twitter a lot, and he pr- pr- provided some stats that said over his career, No. Nope boom. According to Pro Football Focus, has performed a lot better at tackle than at guard. Remember, he did play guard a a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, you know, you could plug a Lyric Jackson at right guard. Is Logan Bruss ready to play? Who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't know. But I I think they have eight guys. Yeah. Someone just mentioned Logan Bruss. Yeah. They got eight guys that, with some flexibility there, bring it together, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: going to do it for this episode remember you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com visit our website at ramsup.com and don't forget about our youtube channel our handle is at laramsup.com Till next time keep the horns up stay safe and have fun out there
0: music courtesy of the youtube audio library tracks featuring bar crawl by track drive Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamahama.